Is it worth it? Let me work it. Put my thing down for the number first. <laughs> what? I can't no. tell if it's... It smells? No. Like beef? It smells like beef. It smells like beef. <laughs> <laughs> over it's okay <laughs> i don't know how i like got a headache on like four beers five beers yeah we also had three shots That's i think true. the shots is what fucked us maybe because it was like three olives vodka cherry vodka yeah i still don't know what what are green tea shots made <clears throat> out of mm-hmm. whiskey tastes good though whiskey i don't think it was whiskey i'm surprised danielle took shots to be honest she took one she took the green tea shot. Oh, she too. No, she too. Oh, did she? Yeah. <laughs> she was supposed to go out drinking today. I don't know where they where they went, but with who? I don't know. She just kept saying, "I'm going drinking tomorrow, so I can't drink that much." Hmm. I was like, "Okay, that's crazy." How was your hangover? Fine. <laughs> I threw up the fries that I ate. It's big yuck. Went back to sleep. I think I I got a Charlie <laughs> horse in my sleep, but I was too lazy to like. Get oh my up. god. Yeah, so I just like pushed around and then I fell back asleep. My butt cheek sore. <laughs> Other than that, it was fine. There was one time I had a Charlie horse and I was living in a studio with John and he was in the kitchen because I was trying to sleep mm-hmm. and we had like a curtain separating. <laughs> oh, my mind. <laughs> So we were in the studio and like separated by the curtain in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And like I was I, I fucking just woken up because of the Charlie horse. And I like rolled off the bed, like trying to get it off and was like yelling for John. <gasps> and he thought that I was like having a seizure or something. Oh my God. Because I was like, because I don't know, it just hurt Freaking so bad. Out, yeah. yeah. And I was just like, John. Like that's my I, for some reason, that's my immediate reaction when I wake up and something bad is happening. I just yell for him. <laughs> he's just like what do you want me to do and i'm like don't touch it (laughs) like i don't know just be there (laughs) just experience this with me watch me suffer (laughs) so yeah i fucking hate those are the worst i'm sorry yeah i mean i don't remember much of it i remember like cramping up and then like and then i went back to bed (laughs) oh my god i fucking hate charlie horses but yeah now like my whole leg up to my ass cheek is like sore god I was so dehydrated. Me too. I was like shaking dehydrated. I was walking Stella like when I forced myself to get up at noon. And I was like shaking. I had to buy a Powerade outside oh, so oh I could chug it. <laughs> should have had some liquid IV. I should have. Did you know they make like a Gatorade Pedialyte? Oh, really? It's called like Gator Light or something. I'm going to have to try that. Why do they call it Pedialyte? That sounds <laughs> naughty. Just have some Pedialyte. Mm, give me some of that pedo. <laughs> Pedialyte. Sounds too much like. Nope. Pedo- <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Probably shouldn't. That's a big no, thank you. But yeah, I had fun. I did too. The movie was good. 
Yeah, so we went to see Jujutsu Kaisen this weekend. It was so good. And our boners got bigger. <laughs> Gojo Daddy. <laughs> Still mad. We only got like 30 seconds. Of yeah. Not on Definitely me. teased your dick at the end. Oh my God. I, no spoilers because it just came out yeah. yesterday when we saw it. <laughs> <laughs> if you are a fan of Jujutsu Kaisen, it is worth going to see. Go see it. Yes, absolutely. Go see it. And And it answers a lot of things. And if you have a friend that hasn't watched the show or read any of the manga, you can still take them because it's more fun if they have because you can get some of the references. But if they haven't, they can still see it. So, But definitely watch the series first. Yeah. Because why not? (laughs) Start it out. You don't have to pay for it. Just go see it. And don't wait until after, after the second part of the credits because there's no juju stroll yeah we stayed (laughs) well for a little bit yeah but it's just the credits in english yeah fuck that shit pissed Pissed. (laughs) i like though i didn't i guess this is my first like anime movie like in public yeah (laughs) so it was interesting seeing everybody else gather for it Mm -hmm. and then like you know when you watch anime at home and you read something funny you're like (laughs) Yeah, but then when you read something funny at the theater, everybody's like, <laughs> "You're like, oh, shit. I forget everybody's also reading the same thing I'm reading." <laughs> You're like, "Oh shit, you thought that was funny too?" It was like a weird experience. <laughs> or when you find something funny and nobody else thinks it's funny, and you're just kind of like, "Yeah, You're like, sorry." No. <laughs> oh god, that's good. This espresso martini is giving me life because I was falling asleep. <laughs> I slept all day. I did. I didn't sleep all day, but I did absolutely nothing all day. I legit slept. Like, I woke up at 12. I got up for a little bit. Then I went to go pick up Shiny from my parents because he stayed over there last night. Mm -hmm. And then I came back home and I took another nap. (laughs) I took, like, three naps today. And John kept saying every time I would get up, we tried to watch Bleach. I fell asleep, like, two episodes (laughs) in. And then I went to go take another nap. <laughs> that is so much sleep. I've, I'm exhausted. I don't know why I'm so exhausted, but like my body is just exhausted. <laughs> I think it's depression. <laughs> <laughs> my antidepressants aren't working. Maybe. You know what I found out? What? That my antidepressants probably have an effect on my libido. I thought we already knew that. But like, it's been confirmed by like other, like, people who yeah i see on like tiktok and shit i see people talk about that all the time that's so crazy it like lowers your sex drive i was just thinking like oh you know maybe like maybe but like i didn't realize that that was a thing yeah but people were saying that if you go on wellbutrin that that's the opposite effect (laughs) casey and tate are on wellbutrin and they like love it well is it also an anti-anxiety med because mine is i think i don't know it's an no, yeah, it is because Casey told me I should get on it when I was having my anxiety problems. Mm-hmm. She told me I should get on it and it would really help me. She loves it. Yeah, I need to look into that because this is the first one that I've been on and I've been on it for two years. And like I only recently lowered my dosage, but like I feel the same. They said that it doesn't like fuck with their <laughs> weight, it doesn't fuck with like mood stabilizer, like nothing like that. It's like really good all mm-hmm. around. I can't ask my doctor here because the last time I asked them, they were just like, yeah, if you want to be on it, you can be on it Uh, for whatever I'm on Lexapro. mm. I'm like, okay. (laughs) 
Sounds good. <laughs> Shouldn't I go see a therapist? <laughs> oh, no, right? You're prescription right now. That's basically what happened. Like, my fucking up in Chicago, my nurse practitioner wrote me a prescription before I went to go see a psychologist. And my psychologist was just like, what medication are you on? And I'm like, a citalopram. And she was like, oh, okay. And, like, she didn't know about it. So mm-hmm. I'm like, maybe I should go see, like, a psychiatrist who knows about medicine mm-hmm. instead of a psychologist who doesn't know shit. Well, it's like I fucking, when I was having really bad panic attacks and I didn't know what was triggering them, I like went to my general practitioner doctor and they were mm-hmm. just like, oh, fill out this anxiety chart. And it was just like some bullshit chart. Like, oh, out of one to five. How anxious are you? What's your anxiety in a crowd or what's your anxiety? Like it was some bullshit like circle form. And then they yeah. go, okay, well, here's a prescription. Like that was the extent of it. And it was yeah. an SSRI. And I was like, well, I don't feel 100% comfortable taking that because yeah. I've never had to take any kind of anxiety or depression medication and I don't want to start out with an SSRI just in case. Yeah. So I never took it. I didn't go back. But I mean, I learned how to like, I learned what triggered my anxiety attacks and now I kind of lo- know how to like guide myself through them. It's not like every day. So that's good. I fucking had to do, I, I like bought the Calm app after I had my first like. Yeah, yours was bad. Yeah. It's scary. That's why I have to pay that fucking bill for because mm. of the ambulance. Fucking, I can't believe in America it costs like a thousand dollars to call. They went like half a mile from my house. Mm-hmm. I could have called an Uber. <clears throat> for way cheaper. Yeah, no shit. I was, I was fucking terrified. I was scared. I know what's going on. But yeah, I could have. I should have yeah. just called an Uber. It's terrifying to know that like. Like, I've definitely, like, I had a fucking kidney and bladder infection, and I couldn't move at my parents' house, mm-hmm. and it was cheaper for them to drive me all the way to Shoreline than it would have been to go. <laughs> Not because they had to, like, carry me to the car. That's so fucking, fucking ridiculous. Yeah. And I still owed two grand for just getting, for waiting, For the like, emergency room? Yeah, for waiting 10 hours and just getting two shots in the ass. That's fucking ridiculous. Two grand. I fucking hate. Ugh. The healthcare system's fucked. Yeah. Just fly to Mexico next time you have oh, something. Yeah. <laughs> Carry me to the plane. <laughs> anyway. anyway. That was our rant. <laughs> Toast, babes. I don't want to break it. Toast, babes. <laughs> okay, so we are back. Part two. Yeah, yeah. Chapters 27 through thirty. Four. We did not finish last time. God, seven. We still have seven chapters. Yeah, bro. That's crazy. We. I feel like we covered a lot, but nothing at the same time in the last <laughs> episode. Yeah. <laughs> the chapters are just so long until you get to like 30 and then it's like, oh, two, two pages. It's <laughs> <laughs> exactly fucking it, dude. <laughs> but I'm excited that we're getting close to the end. Yeah. Because I, I can't wait to finish it. I feel like we won't. We still won't know what's going on. At the end of it. So your boy yesterday at the bar was telling me without telling me because I told him not to tell me. Oh, about what? How it ends or like how what he thought about it? Both. Oh, okay. So he was like, oh, yeah, you haven't figured it out by now. And I was like, well, no. He's like, oh, yeah, I think Ashley figured it out. <laughs> I was like, I have definitely not figured it out. And I was like, is it satisfying? And he's <laughs> like, mm. To be fair, he reads a lot of science fiction. So what may be satisfying to us would be different for him. That's fair. So, but he also wrote like a thousand word, like essay 
on like a discussion of the book. <laughs> yeah, that's what he told me. He's like, like, I'm gonna put it on the forum. I'm like, oh, do you? I was like, what the fuck? Because like he came out of his fucking office the other day. <laughs> It was like weeks ago. It's like after the first episode, because he had already finished it. After the first episode came out, he was like, comes out of his office. I thought he was just playing fucking Halo. Mm-hmm. And he goes out, he's like, Well, I'm done. And I was like, what? <laughs> and he's like, I just wrote like a thousand word essay on on the fucking book. And I'm like, why? He's like, I had thoughts. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> Shit. Voice those thoughts, boy. <laughs> okay, so when we finish the book, if you want to hear John's thoughts. <laughs> Probably Join him on the rant. forum. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Go to bookfriendspod.com. It's fucking conspiracy manifesto. <laughs> Read the fucking thesis. <laughs> and join him on the forum. Okay, so we're back in chapter 27. In the end of chapter 26, Kay had... Like a flashback. Out, yeah. Right? Yeah. And she had that... Was it a dream that she had about her... Um. Because she went home and then she started thinking about the how she used to watch movies right. when her parents were awake when she was a kid. So I couldn't tell if she had a dream or if she had blacked out. And Yeah, she just says so when she realized that the YouTube or the YouTube clip of the movie that she had watched when she realized that she had remembered the tattoos on the wrong hand. Oh. She felt a wave of panic and darkness, right. blacked out, and then woke up at 444. Mm-hmm. Chapter 27 Kay wakes up again to someone buzzing her apartment. And at this point, Kay gives absolutely no fucks about like who it is. She's like, I don't fucking care if it's Swan and the twins, if it's fucking Alan Scar, I don't care. So she just buzzes them in and doesn't even like ask who it is. She goes to like the kitchen to like make coffee. It's <laughs> like, if I'm going to die, I might as well be awake for it. Exactly. It's Chloe. And she comes in and she's like, why the fuck is it so dark in here? <laughs> And Kay is just, like, not into being cheeky. She's like, whatever. She's like, yeah, it's Seattle. Like, it's always dark. What what do you you want me to say? And Chloe's, like, telling her that she spoke with her cousin Johnny from England. And he will be calling soon because he knows someone directly in the cult. Or was, like, had a personal experience with the cult. Of the children of the gray god. Chloe says that she's looking more into Minister Jesselman and noticed that he was working on an internet privacy bill on behalf of a number of lobbyists at the time of his death. Which I thought was weird. Because I thought his whole, like, clean initiative bill was the the only thing he was working on. Oh. You know people be doing stuff behind the scenes. Shady, yeah. Shady. <laughs> Chloe says that one of the companies connected to the bill... Is none mm. other than Chronicler Enterprises, which if you remember from the beginning of the book, it's the same company that was connected with Tabitha Henry's escape room. Who works for war games. Who... Connections. <laughs> <laughs> Chloe says that she tried to look up the page for the escape rooms, but the URL is... It's like not popping up on a regular browser. Well, it's not. Yeah. So they have to go to like a tour browser to to do it, right? Or no, what what URL did they get? Because it's not they didn't the... specify. That's why. Okay, so that I was rereading it because I put. It says that she tried to look up the page, and I put I'm assuming for the escape rooms because they don't really specify. Yeah. Um, but the URL is bad, and it shows a 404 message with an exclamation point and a triangle. K connects the same 404 page that they found from putting the QRs together. Mm-hmm. 
But she notices that the only difference is that the graphic was a spinning ball in that one and not a triangle with the exclamation point. Mm -hmm. When they look through the coding on the site, um, they can't really find anything significant. Kay prints out both pages. And when she presses them together, like in the light, Mm -hmm. uh, they're just like a bunch of random numbers and letters that spell out gatewickinstitute.com. So they go to the website and all Chloe can find on the dark net is an old picture of the building in San Francisco from the 80s. And it says that it was a medical facility that straddled the line between pharmaceutical well-being and new age enlightenment. That's that sounds so culty to you. But <laughs> I was thinking, isn't San Francisco where Kay went to follow the lead? And that's where she had like the incident where she thought somebody was following her and then she smelt the thing with like the waves was around San her. Francisco? I, I want to say it was because they and she ended up at the fucking partying with the band. No, that was in Oregon. No, I think it was in San Francisco. I think she started in San Francisco and it led her to that party in Oregon. Hmm. I don't remember. I gotta look it up. No, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I just put that as a thing. Well, because she well. That building's in San Francisco? Yeah. Because did they used to live there? Because she's like, then she has that dream or she she has like that recovered memory or whatever when she sees the photo and she's like freaking out. Well, I think they must have because, I mean, we find out later that Kay was there? frequently there. Yeah. So maybe they, they must have lived there. Shit. <laughs> I, I put something real dark that I don't think is true, but I put... Do we think that the smell is like where her parents died in Greece underwater? Because you know how she said it smells like rotten lake? Like oh. Rotten... I didn't think about that. I don't think that's true, but it made me think about it. But like, it, I wouldn't put it past being an option because of how, how it seems like she could just fucking... If she just crosses a radiant, she could fucking mm. travel wherever, you know. Well, and remember, she talks about dreaming about seeing her parents' bodies, like, yeah. trapped under the thing and, like, their faces floating up all day. And dead. how would she know that if, you know, yeah. she just has, like, this really weird memory or, you know, imagination. Okay. So, anyone connected with the Institute was either dead or completely detached from social media. So, they can't um, verify anything yeah. with anybody. Kay looks at the building and starts to get the gray feeling. And Chloe notices, obviously. And she's like, what's up? What's wrong with you? Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, no, no, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. But um, when Chloe presses it, she pulls down a box that she has on her shelf that were belongings left from her parents. And Kay starts pulling things out of the box and shows Chloe a picture of her parents and the Connors without the kids Mm -hmm. in front of the exact same building. And she's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, They discover that on the doorway next to the door of the Institute was a silver sign that had the triangle, which is the same symbol from, from Kay's elevator dream. And so the 404 page. Yeah. Do you think that that's a dream or a memory? The, the elevator thing, because she had that symbol memorized. Yeah. I'm going to assume it's a memory. That's and the elevator so... is probably like in the institute. And it's, do you think like, because the elevator goes all sorts of crazy ways. Do you mm-hmm. think that it actually did that? Or like maybe she was 
messed up. I think she was high on all the fucking drugs or drugs, something. And maybe yeah. she thought it was going different ways, but it really wasn't. Just go, it was just going up. <laughs> or maybe it was going different ways, like like the elevator with Emily. Oh, yeah. And it's just like different realms or whatever. Maybe. Mm-hmm. That's fucking crazy. Okay. So, again, Kay lies to Chloe that she doesn't recognize the symbol. Why? I don't just, know. Yeah, you fucking tell everybody else everything that's going on. Just tell her. Exactly. What's the problem? So, yeah, I put Kay's parents definitely put her in the Institute and maybe the Connors put Emily because she was the oldest. That was before I read that. <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> what they did. <laughs> uh, Chloe finds a checklist online that was done at the facility along with treatment plans involving medication, meditation, float takes, DMT, strobe light treatment, hypnosis, and ayahuasca. Okay, so I was at, I I had a question. Like, what sort of treatment were they doing to people? Like, who do you think they were helping? Like, well, who was their target patient? Well, so they said it was, for at least the kids, it was pushing all that shit into them so they would obtain some kind of, like, abilities to be able to see the radiance. Hmm. So I'm assuming they just tried a bunch of experimental shit so they could see, like, what would work instead of them having to use the game. Do you think that they were trying to, like, find other people who had those, like, like, do you think they were trying to bring people in that were maybe mentally ill and, like, trying to experiment on them? Maybe. Because then why have that all of that information available? Like, this is what we check for. Like, if they're doing medical treatment, wouldn't they need some sort of license? Well, so I put, is this picking up, is this them picking up where MK Ultra ended in the 70s? Oh, yeah. Because if they're saying that, what whatever his name, Kellen Mitchum, yeah. was part of that, the founder of what the Radiants are, and his government-funded MK, MK Ultra ended in the 70s, is this them picking them up in the 80s? To try to do the same thing, yeah. Fuck. Maybe. Mm. That's crazy. So Chloe is freaked out and is asking Kay if she remembers her parents being involved. Kay gets kind of defensive and is telling her no, that she doesn't remember. She only remembers her parents being involved in a spiritual community, but as far as she knows, they were accountants. But she doesn't... That's the first I've heard of them being involved in a spiritual community. Yeah, she never said that before. No. All she said, at least, was that in the beginning that I can remember was that they were really good friends with the Connors. And that's why they were always over there. But I don't remember her ever mentioning. Yeah, I thought that was weird. Like, I kind of got the vibe, like, maybe they were swingers. Mm -hmm. But then, like, that kind of panned out, you know, but. That's fair. I don't know. That's fucking. So when Chloe asks if Kay has had any contact with old family friends, Kay says no. And as soon as she says no, the smell of the truck and the static from the radio start uh, coming into her mind. So why, like, why wouldn't she just tell her that? Like, Well, and then I understand why she lied to her initially after she told her about Crow and everything. Because mm-hmm. she's like, I don't want her to think I'm like more insane than I'm already sounding. Yeah. But like right now, all you have to say is like, yeah, you know what? 
I did see Emily and that's who these people's daughter is. Like we grew up together. You can have more information to maybe help out with because didn't she already explain like the whole situation with the crow, like being Mm -hmm. on the bus. So like she knew that she, he, she saw him in the tower, but you know what? She never told Chloe about Emily being there about that night, about them in the truck because remember she just asked oh, her do you know anybody who died yeah and he was like yeah and she was like did it involve rabbits and she was like yeah that was but it she didn't say who it was so i wonder if she doesn't want to explain that whole scenario yeah but she should she should yeah <laughs> so before chloe can can ask her anything else johnny calls and he says that he spoke with the woman who actually wasn't in the cult but knows a lot about it and she gave her, or he gave Chloe her number to call her at any time. Johnny hangs up, but texts Chloe the info. They call the woman named Carlotta Blake. Chloe immediately asks her if she knows about rabbits. It's like, bro. <laughs> She's like, oh, yeah, that's cool. Do you know about rabbits? <laughs> and the woman's like, no, I don't know what that is. Like, what the fuck? That's not what you were supposed to call me about. <laughs> but she does say that she has heard of something similar to that but it's called the ceremony of the sacred path and that some of the leaders had referenced it as the game. This is fucking where it gets nuts for me. Yeah. I'm like, oh I love God. culty things. <laughs> Carlotta explains that she wasn't directly involved in the cult, but had a friend who was, she said that her friend was a journalist, but got too deep in the cult that she started to feel unsafe. Cause she's doing a journal piece on them. Yeah. Wasn't she there for like a year? Yeah. Like, fuck, how do you, uphold that for a year dedication (laughs) i'm not that motivated (laughs) so her friend asks carlotta if she would accompany her for her last week Mm -hmm. and that way as soon as the week was done she'd be out and she can finally write her story carlotta was only there for 48 hours (sighs) she says that she wasn't too concerned because she was with her friend and that she knew if she knew what was going to happen then um, about the two girls going missing, she would have been more scared. Mm. And at that point, they're like, what the fuck do you mean two girls missing? They ask about the girls. Carlotta explains that the sacred path would essentially be finding connections to the gray god. And in order to do that, they would take a bunch of drugs and devise a map. Now, this made me think, Emily had said her and her friends had gotten a map to the night station yeah. based off all that fucking shit they were watching. Is, do you think this is like the same thing? You have to like listen to what your, I don't know, the rabbit's connection to is order to draw you, the map. Yeah. Maybe because like they said the same thing. She had, um, Emily had that notebook where it's just a bunch of ram, like scribblings that you couldn't tell what the fuck mm-hmm. was what it was that the cult leaders had the same thing. They just had whatever. So maybe she was taking like ayahuasca with her friends and fucking... <laughs> Maybe she didn't have to do drugs at all because she had all the abilities from the fucking drugs true, before. That's true. Maybe she was just she so didn't. fucked up. She yeah, it's just like embedded in her. <laughs> it's like that thing where they say if you crack your back, if you've taken acid in your life, there's a chance that you could still like trip. Oh my God. Are you serious? That's what they say. I don't know if it's true. That's crazy. Because it be like terrified. sticks in your spine. Oh God. So if like you crack your back a certain way, it could release the fucking chemicals. I'm too scared to do acid. I could never. I would have a really bad trip. Me too. I'm too in my head. Yeah. 
That's why I'm scared to do shrooms. And it doesn't, well, shrooms, I think it doesn't last as, quite as long as acid's like, what, like eight hour fucking 10 hour trip? I don't fucking know. That's fucking insane. I know my dad used to pop acid like fucking candy <laughs> when he was young. No, thank you. But that's nuts. Yeah, I would like to try shrooms. I'm just too scared. I think shrooms is not quite as psychedelic as acid. Like, I mean, like you won't be like, where the fuck am I? Like, yeah. But you'll still be tripping. We should do it. I'm not. Thank you. Not <laughs> once in your life. No, thank you. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> then you won't see the great god like i will <laughs> well fuck that's crazy <laughs> don't even think about looking at my map <laughs> so carlotta says that they found a map to a street that didn't exist in london carlotta and her friend went with the girls there's uh two girls well i guess there was a group of them but only two of them had discovered the map so <laughs> is that yummy <laughs> Wow, so yummy. So I was eating her entire foot right now. <laughs> she likes to chew on it like that. Aww. Except sometimes she'll bite too hard and cry. Aww. She might be itchies. Needs a bath. I just gave Shiny a bath the other day. And then today he like, I picked him up. And he, he was like, why do you smell already? And my mom was like, oh, he went outside. And like he was like rolling around in the grass. Like, I think he smelled like maybe cat piss or something. Ew. And like rolled in it. Cause she's like, he smelled it. And then he started rolling. And I'm like that fucker. Because every time I give him like fish skin, yeah, it fucking stinks, but he'll roll all over it. And I'm like, what is your goddamn problem? But I guess dogs do that. They'll roll over something that's, yeah. And I'm like, you're gross. Stella doesn't do that. But her toxic trait is she thinks she's a boy dog. So anytime (laughs) she smells boy dog piss on shrubs, she tries to lift her leg like a boy, but it doesn't really hit the shrub. It just falls on her leg. She's like, I'm going to pee on it, too. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So Carlotta and her journalist friend and two other girls go. The girls get too excited. And they're like, we're not going to wait for the group. Let's just fucking go. So they follow the girls to the street, which um, Carlotta says when they got there, it was an unmarked alley that it wouldn't even appear on Google Maps. And that the strange thing was. The busy streets of London had nobody in it. And Chloe was like, well, maybe, you know, everybody was like somewhere or whatever. She's like, no, mate, like this is London. Yeah. <laughs> like it's always busy every time of the day. And she, that she she got a feeling that something was wrong. Mm-hmm. The girls, again, too excited, not wanting to wait for anybody, go straight into the alley. They're like, fuck it, we're going to go. <laughs> Carlotta and her friend followed behind them. But they noticed something at the end of the alley start changing. And it was a darkness, like cloud engulfing everything. Yeah. Now, is this the same thing again that Kay saw in wherever she was at San Francisco? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. She says that the girls continued until they couldn't see them anymore. And when they couldn't see them anymore, her and her friend got the irresistible urge to run away. She says that it wasn't coming for them but it was coming for everyone um they take off they go back to where the group is to bring them to the alley everybody they tell them all this shit and everybody's like oh take us like we want to see it yeah and when they go back there is no alley yeah they're like what are you what the fuck was this and the girls are forever gone she said that the next morning her friend was dead and she thought that like what if they fucking killed her or whatever but no she just died of a heart attack 
Right. And her friend was 28. And as soon as she said that she died of a heart attack, they immediately thought of Baron because he he was 39. Yeah. I was thinking like, what if, if it took them finding that gray cloud to kill her friend, what did Baron find? Was it the video? Maybe. Maybe you just have to have some sort of interaction with, because, well, what, what wouldn't make sense about that is that, what was I seeing? Oh, uh, so what if you just have to have some sort of interaction with that gray God thing? But at the same time, I don't understand because Kay has a ton of interactions with it. She gets that feeling all the time. And she's so like, I don't know. I don't know what it could be that. But I guess the only difference for Kay again is that she was kind of like born to deal with, I mean, not born, but like pumped full of shit in an institute to deal with this gray feeling, gray God, whatever the fuck it is. But weren't Darkness. they, but, but weren't they also taking like, I mean, weren't they also taking drugs in this cult to kind of, yeah, I think the cult was taking drugs to like, to find it. Right. But they were doing like experimental shit on them to like, I don't know, deal with the radiance or like, find them get secret abilities i don't know i have yeah i'm hoping we find out because i have fucking no idea yeah so that's the end of chapter 27 chapter 28 Kay goes to pike marketplace to get some groceries i love how they just pretend like nothing's happening yeah like a cute dinner at home um (laughs) she goes to get some groceries because she told chloe she'd make dinner for her And on her way there, she notices a black sports car (laughs) run a red light and come straight her way. And she's like, well, that's kind of weird, but I'm not going to, like, think about it. But at that same moment, she turns and sees Swan and the twins walking straight towards her from a different direction. What the fuck are Swan and the twins even, like, what is their role in this story? Yeah, I don't know, because she claimed that she worked for Alan. Yeah. But I don't think that's true. I don't either, but... She had his phone, right? Because she called him. Kay called him. Like, she called that number. Well, yeah. And she answered, and she was like, we haven't heard from him. Like, do you know where he is? Yeah, off his business card. Because the cell phone was at the restaurant. So, yeah, I don't know what they're... I, I wonder, and John and I were talking about this briefly. He was saying, like, you know, there's... It's kind of the same as, like, such a quiet place. There's so many red herrings that you don't get, like, answers to. So I'm hoping that this is one of them that you do. I'm hoping so. Because I hate that. Maybe we're just, like, I don't know. Maybe because we're actually analyzing it and we're seeing, like, all of these different red herrings. And, like, being, like, you know, we need an answer to all of these. But maybe if you just read it to, like, read it through, they just kind of fall out of the back of your mind. Yeah, most people aren't, like, dissecting yeah. every fucking chapter. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But I hate that shit. I hate leaving yeah. because it's going to leave me unsatisfied, just like Such a Quiet Place did. I'm just going to be like, wow, like, why even? I don't know. I don't, like, I'm not a writer by any means. I don't study formally writing, but I just feel like it, that le- that's bad Maybe they writing people won't notice. <laughs> <laughs> it just reminds me of fucking I did I don't know if I said this in fucking such a quiet place, but it just reminds me of Bob's Burgers, <laughs> that fucking musical, the dinner theater that Linda puts on. Yeah. And she's all <laughs> she's like, it's not me. And then at the end, she's like, it was me. <laughs> she's like, it was a twist. <laughs> I was like, a lie is not a twist. It just 
fucking god. <laughs> Only time will tell. <laughs> okay, so the black sports car ran the light. She sees Swan and the twins walking towards her. Then at that same time, two other cars change direction and start speeding alongside the, the car? black car. Yeah. Um, coming towards Kay. She starts to freak out and was like, well, I guess I'm running. <laughs> and she takes off. <laughs> and all of a sudden, a white van comes up right in front of her. And on the side has the logo, Golden Seal Carpet Company. A man opens the side of the van and is like, get in. <laughs> and Kay has like no other option. She's like, all right, but. So she jumps in the van and it speeds away. She talks about that once she entered the van. It was a self-driving van. Like no one was driving yeah. the van. And that the back of it was like a Danish, like had two Danish modern sofas, like like a little baby office. Yeah. <laughs> when she starts talking to the man uh, after sitting on one of the sofas and the man sits across from her, he tells her that he got her message. And at first I didn't get it either. I was like, yeah. what fucking message? And I was like, what are we missing? Like maybe I was thinking maybe she like passed out. Or, like, blacked out. And then she just called this random person while she's missing, like, eight hours or whatever. Yeah. And so that's what she asked him. She's like, what message? I didn't leave you a message. And he's like, yeah. And he plays it for her. And it's the (laughs) one that they initially left for the Golden Seal Seal Carpet Company. That was like, um, hi, we're we're talking about rabbits. (laughs) (laughs) We're looking for Hazel. If this is Hazel. (laughs) So she's like, oh, shit. And when she asks if he's Hazel, he smiles, but doesn't confirm or deny. Mm. Do you think it's Hazel? I mean, who the fuck else would it be? I don't think it is. You don't think it's Hazel? I think it's working. I think it's somebody working for Hazel. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Because if Hazel is supposed to be this, like, great fucking rabbits player i doubt she's just gonna come in a random van where people could see her or him see him and fucking but who knows who knows who knows yeah i have no idea so Kay asks where they're going and he says that he's supposed to drop her off but won't tell her where or who said to he opens the door after parking and is like well this is where i leave you <laughs> and he takes off the golden seal logo on the side <laughs> gets in the driver's seat and takes off <laughs> Kay ends up being in front of the Fremont neighborhood where Baron used to live at a coffee shop that they used to frequent together. And it's called the Freeman Rocket. While Kay is staring at the rocket at the shop, a red Volkswagen Beetle is blaring the Def Leppard song, Rocket. Then two women walk past her, one with a NASA shirt and the other with a Love and Rockets tour jacket. Kay decides to follow the connection and the women. She's like, there's too many fucking rockets. It's got to be something. She just wanted to stalk these women. <laughs> exactly. So as Kay is following the women, the gray feeling hits her hard. And she says she can barely walk. She pushes through it and ends up looking at the Fremont troll under the bridge. The troll, according to Kay, has always held a red Volkswagen Beagle. Be- Beagle. Beagle. <laughs> dog. <laughs> Uh, in its hands, but now it holds an Austin Mini Cooper. Another discrepancy. The two women leave, and Kay debates if she should still follow them. She looks around and sees posters for a festival in Oregon, southwest of Portland, which would be a three-hour trip. And she really debates 
if she, if she should go. Yeah. She's like, that's a long fucking trip just to like, I don't even know if this is the connection yeah. or if I should still follow the two women if they're the connection. Yeah. So she starts looking at the poster and notices that the lighthouse has been converted into a rocket. And Kate was like, okay, this is the connection. But she doesn't want to drive to the location and is realistic about the fact that it's crazy to pick up and leave, which in the past she hadn't been. So yeah. that's a positive for her. <laughs> She's learning. <laughs> yeah. She mentions, what if the next clue leads me to Uganda? Like, am I just going to pick up and fly to Uganda? Yeah. <laughs> which is, again, reasonable. I mean, that bitch has money, though. <laughs> You're not wrong. Um, she decided to Google the street view of the festival to see if she could find anything. Anything. She can't find anything and decides to walk back to the coffee shop to get something to eat. While she's there, she keeps zooming, um, still trying to find something, and finds smooth gray rocks on the coastline that spell out monorail K. Also, like, of all the things, why the fuck is it, like, rocks that spell out something? That's so extra. I thought it was that somebody wrote, like something did they write it i have no idea i don't remember <laughs> but uh yeah but like out of everything even that it's just like Fuck what here. a fucking big red arrow to where you have to go like let's be inconspicuous and just be like rockets 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 and then just write out the next location Model that you have to go <laughs> with her fucking name exactly <clears throat> so the Google picture date was from June 2018, which was three years ago. Kay takes an Uber ride to the monorail. And when she gets there, she's going to buy a ticket to ride it, but notices that instead of the, the one usual choice, she now has two choices to choose from. One to Westlake Station or one to Seattle Tacoma International Airport. She says there has never been a station to the airport. And knows that this is the next connection. She says that instead of maps and historic drawings inside of the train, there's just a map of all the stations. She looks next to her on the seat and it has a newspaper that has a publication date of a few days ago. But Kay says that the newspaper shut down in fall of 2000 and it was called Rocket. (laughs) She gets to the station. Bless you. Thank you. She gets to the station and someone is waiting on the platform for her. It is Emily Connors. She tells her to hurry because she doesn't have much time and tells her to get inside the Tesla. Of course, I have to drop a fucking Tesla. (laughs) Get in my Tesla. We don't have time with my golf wing doors. (laughs) Like, okay. She says that instead of trying to find her, she should be out there saving the world. It's like, bitch, no one told you to fucking... (laughs) Drop all these fucking connections. That's shit. Uh, Kay is freaking out, but does what she's told. And they pull into a carport. And when they step out, it turns to a conveyor belt that takes them to the elevator with no buttons. But Emily pulls out her phone and presses something and the elevator starts to move. They go into the building that Kay describes as an open concept that you can see everything from floor to ceiling. Emily says that this place belongs to a friend. Who do you think the friend is? I don't know. I put Alan Scarpio. Oh, maybe. I'm thinking that because we know that Crow is bad. Yeah. That Emily and Alan are working together to stop. But they found out about Alan. 
or because he disappeared just like emily said she's gonna she's like if like maybe maybe he disappeared to the same place emily's gonna disappear to yeah i think maybe because in this chapter we learn that emily can create her own kind of like realm which is how she she gets all this Uh that maybe alan found out about war games crow was gonna try to kill alan or yeah you know what i mean and alan just like escaped and is like just jumping from like one place to another so the crow so crow can't find him so you think that they're in another dimension right now yeah okay that's what i think yeah that's what i that's what i had a question about because i was like i can't tell if like well they have to be in another dimension because of the monorail but i couldn't tell if they also went to another dimension where she had that house well see and she explains that like she created this like pocket Yeah. yeah so i'm assuming maybe if Alan is escaping, he's just creating his own pockets until they run out of time. Yeah. And then he can jump from pocket to pocket to pocket. That's funny. And he's just like on the run until someone fixes the shit. And then this, and then she starts talking about like how she can do that and how, what what's going on. And yeah. I'm just like, I just wrote, I'm confused. It's a lot of shit. <laughs> okay. So Emily says that she doesn't have much time. So whatever Kay is going to ask her, she needs to hurry it up because, well, she just says she was running out of time. To look for it with Sydney and Chloe. What does she mean move the top floor? Like he put another. Do you think he like put another dimensional. Like another dimension there. And like covered up the top floor. Maybe. Maybe the pockets are like. You can draw things in from different dimensions. Yeah. So like he maybe he like put a pocket in the penthouse. And then replace that with what would be another server farm floor. That's fucking or just like took the penthouse off yeah but i don't know but they went to the same floor so like yeah you're right so mm. i don't know maybe it's like an illusion maybe who Magic. fucking knows <laughs> okay emily keeps staring in Kay's eyes and says that she reminds her of someone else being as her sister maybe that's what i thought um, when Kay asks her who, she changes the subject. Yeah, she's a touchy subject. Yeah. Kay wants to know if they are in another dimension right now, and Emily asks her how much she knows about quantum physics. <laughs> she's like, uh, not a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but then she still explains something that she knows, and I'm like, bitch, how? what? Doesn't she? Doesn't she say, like, I know this, and I know that, but, like, I don't really know how it works, and I'm right. just like... How do you even fucking know that? <laughs> like, well, but a lot of it she heard from the crow oh. and like the, the magician. So I'm sure she's just saying what they told her. Yeah. So Emily starts going into detail about Kellen Mitchum and about how the radiants he found were good for the world because they kept the multiverse flowing beneath them. He said that he was able to man- manipulate the butterfly effect. Oh, love that movie. <laughs> And that the radiance were good and were used to facilitate changes in the world and the ability it offered to move back and forth between the universe um, because it was not only possible, but probable. If that, if any of that makes sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Kay asks if this is some multiverse magic and Emily says that it's not magic, it's science. And she keeps like reiterating that. It's not magic, it's science. It's not magic, it's science. <laughs> Emily says that he was able to manipulate a bank's interest rate by preventing a data analyst from buying her morning coffee. That's fucking nuts. 
So like one little small change can yeah. have a big effect on the world is essentially what they're saying. Yeah. Just like when Crow was explaining to her like, oh, if she gets pregnant, like that fucking lady. Yeah. Like if she gets pregnant, she'll leave her position. But if her sister fucks her fiance, then she's going to put all her time and effort in her career and yeah. it'll change this for us. So essentially... And he just happens to know, like, who to manipulate to get these right. results that he wants. Exactly. But do you think about that? Like, it's results that he thinks are going to be good. Like, some of them may genuinely be good for, like, you know, the country or the the earth or whatever. But, like, why do you, you one person get to decide that? Right. What, like, what makes you the all fucking seeing exactly poobah or whatever because it's not like he's the fucking there's no like position to rank up in yeah so it's not like you're the fucking leader but emily kind of explains that like he built his own team essentially mm-hmm. on like continuing the radiance yeah so i guess cut that. i guess he's like a self-imposed <laughs> fucking poobah yeah <laughs> i want one of those hats little poobah hat <laughs> Okay. Fez. That's what they're called. So Kay asks if she really believes in all of this. And Emily says 100%. And so did their parents. Emily asks Kay if she's ever noticed anything strange about her life. She, of course, says yes. And Emily is relieved that she's not the only one. Emily asks if she notices discrepancies that people don't believe. She says that they start to fade into a new world, even if you wrote them down and recorded them. She goes on to explain they always seem like fiction to you because you don't they don't belong in your new realm and therefore you start forgetting them. Emily said that Rabbits was created by Hawk Warriger to keep the Radiance from becoming stagnant and he picked off where Mitchum left off. Um, the more people found the connections to the Radiance, the more it flowed for the good of the world. He believed that Rabbits would fix the decaying universal repair mechanism. That's so weird. <laughs> Emily says that the day rabbit stops, the world will end. So, like, when they say the day rabbit stops, I'm still kind of confused as to what Rabbit is doing to make sure that 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 the radiance don't become stagnant. Like, does it mean that as long as people are using them to switch between dimensions because they're in use, they're like still going to be okay? Or like what? Because people are still using them in this iteration of the game. So like, why is the world going to end? That's what my assumption is, I guess. (sighs) Yeah, I was confused (laughs) because she says like there's a multiverse underneath them. Yeah. And that the radiance can create like interdimensional energy that like keeps the multiverse functioning yeah and rat in order to keep that energy continuing people playing rabbits puts more energy into helping the multiverse okay so that the when nobody's looking for those otherworldly like dimension connections it stops the multiverse in its tracks and then the world will like crumble on itself I guess that's how I assume it. That's I don't I wish they had like a better explanation than just some quantum physics to because to help the layman out because yeah, I mean that, I think that that's probably the best explanation of it of what the fucking radiance are and and how rabbits is doing it but I'm still so confused. Me like too. 
how is it a game? Like, I still want, maybe we'll find out in the last chapters, but I still want to know, like, how it's, why it's a, considered a game and why, like, what are they trying to get? Are they just trying to get people to travel between these things to keep it alive? Well, I think Hawk Warwicker making this game company when in his true intention was following Kellen Mitchum's footsteps mm. was to make sure that people would always play the game, but not in a serious way. But then again, I don't know, because when they talk about rabbits at the beginning, they say they talk about how deadly it is. Even yeah. in the beginning, everybody that's like interested in rabbits is so fucking serious about it. And then the, even the examples of like them putting shit in video games, people still are having like seizures and fucking yeah. dying. Shit. So I don't know. I don't know. That's, that's a good point. I don't fucking know. I'm hoping we find out. Yeah, I'm going to be. I mean, real I would fucking hope so. <laughs> So Emily admits that no one is 100% certain how everything works in the multiverse. How Ulsa could just waited. <laughs> it's not just us. <laughs> oh, shit, I hit my mic. Um, Kay asks about the Gatewick Institute, and she says that Worker created the institute to study Mitchum's radiance further. So then her parents were working for Worker. Right. The game and the institute were separate. I put, I feel like he was trying to make different solutions to the problem. So maybe... On one hand, the game company was to create rabbits, but then on the other hand, he was like, well, let's look for other things that can also keep the multiverse going. So, so we don't created- have to do... Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he created the Institute and probably, like, these fucking mutant-ass kids who can, like, <laughs> spot them out. The fucking X-Men? Yeah. So <laughs> This is the beginning of Umbrella Academy, in case none of you <laughs> figured that out. <laughs> Emily states that Crow, a.k.a. Edward Crawford did in fact work with their parents at the Institute. Emily explains that she ended up working for Crow at the tower after he sought her skills that she obtained from her mother taking prenatal cocktails of experimental drugs at the Institute. And because she like became a fucking bounty hunter. Yeah. After what's it called? Yeah. Yeah. So Emily's the same. Her her sister dies. Her parents die. She's all by herself. Mm -hmm. Kind of as Kay was. Yeah. And instead of sulking and being like a closet or like a closet <laughs> after being like a recluse, that's yeah. what I was like. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, she was a closet. That's crazy. <laughs> An armoire. <laughs> uh, she decides to do like online bounty hunting. No. Yeah. And Crow picked up on that and was like, okay, well, obviously this bitch has the skills from the Institute and let's put it to good use. So she brings up her sister's accident and her parents dying shortly after, but she kind of acts like Kay doesn't know about her sister when they had been in the car with them. Like the way she talks about Annie, she's like, oh, and my sister died. It's like, yeah, Yeah, she she was was there, there. (laughs) but maybe in Emily's. Like she just doesn't see her as being I don't know. there. I don't remember, but I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Emily confirms that Kay's mother took the drugs as well. Um, she says that her abilities only happen when she is under extreme emotional distress. That's why everybody probably fucking dies in their life because yeah. that's the only way to get them to fucking get the Experience, power. Yeah. yeah. Emily says that Kay might oh. I just thought of something. What if Crow the whole time 
was like using his shit to like pick people kill, off, kill them off. So Emily and Kay would be under emotional distress. But what is he getting out of them? Because he didn't even know Kay was uh, existed until recently. It has to be something like that. But maybe. Because it's not just coincidence that they all fucking died. Unless they all, well, no, because Annie didn't find the gray fucking god or whatever. Yeah. Well, maybe, well, because what about, I forgot what I was going to say. Unless because she was like in the car while they experienced it. So you would have like secondhand fucking whatever. I wonder. Yeah. Well, maybe. Well, that wouldn't make sense if, as far as if they were kids, because he didn't know that Kay was alive. And then. Well, he knew Kayla was alive as a child. Apparently before. I'm assuming like when his parents got out of it, they like used their ability to like hide Kay. But then why would he seek Emily? And Kay, and like, what what would be the purpose of putting them under emotional distress? So their fucking abilities could open rabbits more, or open the dimensions more, or whatever. Then why not just kidnap them? I don't fucking know. <laughs> it's not a valid theory. It was just a theory. It's <laughs> a good theory. So Emily says that Kay might have the skills too. But her mother had the ability to hide Kay, which is why Crow never found her and why she said he wasn't. Oh, why he said she wasn't supposed to be there. So maybe she was hiding her because she didn't want her to fucking get killed by Crow. Yeah, maybe they knew Crow turned bad and they were like, oh, yeah, we're not doing this anymore. Yeah. Mm. Emily states that Crow started out as a good guy taking over Warwickers and Mitchum's radiant solutions, but that he lost his daughter and will now stop at nothing to get her back. Yeah. Crow is fucking rabbits so he can manipulate the radiance to find his daughter. Yeah. Uh, the more people play rabbits, the less control he has is what I wrote. So the more people are finding connections, the more it's like keeping the multiverse like going. Yeah. But he wants to be the only one controlling it so he can find out which one his daughter's in that he can bring her into yeah. his reality. So it's what I'm assuming. So yeah, that's no, that's a good theory. So that way he can like, that's why all these people are disappearing. So he's making them like fucking stop. Right. So he can, or maybe he's following them into their multiverse or whatever to see if that he can find them. And then he's maybe. like picking them off. If he can't, so he's like, okay, don't mess with me. I'm not going to go into that universe anymore. Like, mm. but I have fucking no idea. <laughs> um, Emily confirmed that Crow is the one having players killed. And the only way to stop him is to win the game. But I won the game. I don't fucking know. <laughs> but she was like, but I'm going to kill him like today. Mm hmm. But it's like, bitch, if you know the only way to end it is to win the game. Yeah. Then why are you like, oh, but I'm going to kill him. <laughs> Emily disappears in the elevator. And when Kay gets back to the elevator, she isn't there. And that's the end of chapter 28. That was only two chapters, y'all. Yeah. That's why we. An, an hour. hour. Holy shit. Yeah, that's why we had to split this up because that was only two fucking chapters. But it starts getting shorter, I think. Yeah. So. so chapter 29, Kay leaves the mansion and stops by the Fremont Troll again. This time, it's actually holding the red Volkswagen Beetle and not the Mini Coop. So she's back in her, like, normal reality. Right. Or what she thinks is her normal reality. 
Chloe is supposed to be over in half an hour for dinner and Kay rushes home. When Chloe gets there, Kay makes her dinner and says that she's that it's good she's drinking because she's about to tell her all the shit that happened during her day. <laughs> she's like, I spent the whole day in another dimension. And she's like, oh, <laughs> uh, what? Yeah, whatever. And she's like, no, I'm no, fucking, for real. Yeah. <laughs> Kay tells Chloe everything. And Chloe says that it's obvious that they need to win the game to save the world. That's what this. <laughs> Kay says that it's not going to be easy since Crow fucked it up and might kill them. Uh, Chloe says that it sounds like a challenge. They go back through all of the clues from when they first started playing the game. They look at pictures of Baron's murder wall and notice three names of rabbit players, Hazel, Murmur, and the Dark Thane. They decide that these must be some clues that will help them get back into the game. Mm -hmm. They see that Murmur is circled, but the other two names are crossed out and they aren't sure why. Baron had drawn a line from Murmur to a printout titled Rabbits Group Seattle. Kay mentions the Navidsonians. I don't know. And Chloe mentions that it could be a house of leaves reference. Oh, I God, that fucking that book is a mess. I haven't read it. I couldn't get through it because it's an experience, according to the people that have read it. And I'm sorry if you really love that. I fucking hated that book. It's one of those. It's a fucking goddamn book report in the first like 10 goddamn pages and then the because the whole fucking book is just about like this house that basically expand it's bigger on the inside than what it is on the outside Mm. but the writing inside like the the formatting and stuff changes as you read it and there's no one right way to read it so i don't like that yeah you have to go to different pages so it's not like a linear book oh you go to different pages but i i from my understanding because i didn't fucking get to that point you're told like specific clues but you have to figure that it's basically rabbits in a fucking book and it's awful Mm. and like I sold that shit real quick. <laughs> I was like, I don't even want this on my shelf. And the book is like that fucking thick. And the fucking font is like that goddamn big. And like the first fucking 10 pages are just like this guy talking about some fucking report. He's like reporting on some fucking. Exp- it's awful. It's don't. If anybody has told you that book is good. Go smack them in the face right now because they lie to you and they're pretending that they're artistic and smart, but they're not because it's garbage. (laughs) So what I'm getting from this (laughs) is that you loved it. (laughs) Yeah, it was great. All right, great. (laughs) Yeah, I gave it five stars on Goodreads. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Ten out of ten, recommend. Uh, So they decide that they will call Hazel or whoever the man that received their first message was tomorrow for help. And that is the end of chapter 29. And this is where we're going to um, do our ad break and yes. then be back for chapter 30. I need to calm down. <laughs> Drink some more martini, bitch. <laughs> okay, we are back. Yeah. Oh. We are in chapter 30 now. And it's going to, chapter 30 is a little long, but then after that, it's like quick. Just like page, like two pages. Of yeah. Okay, so. Chloe and Kay wake up and start cross-referencing the actual names of the rumored winners. And they find out that they are tied to the Seattle-based rabbits-related group, the Nabidsonians. They make a list and decide that Murmur must either be 
Darla Chung or Trenton Hall. Both of them are rumored to have taken part in more than one iteration of the game. They couldn't find where Trenton Hall was, but they did find that Darla Chung had a Facebook page that put her in Seattle. Murmur, like Hazel, had been a mystery to the rabbit's world, so it's hard to tell who it actually is. <clears throat> the rumors were that they bought all the tickets to a concert so no one else could attend, and that they killed their spouse by throwing them off a nine-story building. <laughs> they found that Darla had bought a house off Zillow and decided to stake it out. Yeah, and decided to stake it out. Sorry, my notes are chaotic. <laughs> They waited for Darla to leave the house. Oh, wait, hold on. I'm sorry. Is this chapter 30? Yeah. I had a quick question about chapter 29. Okay. So do you remember when she was like showing pictures of like the alternate reality? Didn't she take pictures of like SeaTac and stuff or like the monorail or whatever? I don't remember. Or of like the troll holding a Volkswagen or whatever. She had pictures of some alternate reality and she was showing them to Chloe. And I was thinking, like, how could she have pictures of an alternate reality? But like when she went back to Alan Scarpio's phone, like the numbers were gone and like who called him was gone, like the records were gone. So like and even with like Sydney's number wasn't even on her phone, but yeah, she still has access to these pictures from alternate realities. Like it just hmm. that bothered me like a lot. Oh, you know what? You're right. Are you talking about like I don't think it's chapter twenty nine, but is it where she was taking pictures of like the Prius and stuff, like following her, and then like the recording of Crow's conversation? No, I had I had it in chapter twenty nine, but I don't remember. I just wrote like, how does she have pictures of this alternate reality? But Alan Scarpio's phone didn't have his number or anything after the dimensions changed. Now, what if one of Kay's abilities is that there aren't different versions of her, per se? It's it, just her. It's just her flipping between dimensions. Maybe. Like, everybody else has different versions of themselves in different dimensions, but not her. Yeah. She can just travel through those dimensions. And that's why she's remembering, like, things that other people aren't remembering. Right, because she's in all the dimensions. I wouldn't... Oh, that's weird. That is weird. I hate that. Mm. <laughs> because then, what if you're in one dimension and you're like, where the fuck did she go? Yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> <just> weird. <laughs> okay. So, they wait for Darla to leave her house and follow her to another house where she knocks on the door and was allowed in. <laughs> Without even thinking about it, Chloe and Kay run up the stairs and knock on the door themselves. Darla answers the door and wants to know who they are. They're just like, do you know about rabbits? <laughs> I Here's what bothered me about that even more than normal. You know that this person is potentially murderous and you're just going to be like, oh, we're playing fucking rabbits, but don't kill us. Like, yeah. we just... Are you fucking stupid? I just, like you said, I don't know why amongst themselves they have to keep everything so secretive. But then with random people, they're just like, do you know we're rabbits? Oh, God, they're fucking dumb, dude. <laughs> I'm so mad at this book. And after they ask her that, she just kind of looks at them and is like, tell them to come in. <laughs> so Easton Peruth is the leader of this rabbit support group. That they claim to meet to discuss potential triggers that could have them spiral out about the game. Mm -hmm. uh, she claims that they have all played the game at some point and it has fucked up their lives. 
the other people in the support group aren't happy that Chloe and Kay are there and that are getting all this info. And they mentioned that they find a secret level in Zombopocalypso, which is a game. They debate if they want to show Chloe and Kay the level and send them outside while they deliberate. Chloe thinks that they should just leave, and Kay is kind of agreeing. They know that Easton and Darla are hiding something, um, like if they're playing the game or not. Mm -hmm. They talk about how Easton has a glimmer of curiosity in her eyes, and they know she's playing the game. They decide to show them the level, and it's just a wall with a bunch of symbols, but Kay notices the exclamation point and the triangle again um, from the elevator and the Gateway Institute. Kay asks how they found this, and Darla tells them how to get to the level if they're playing the game. The rest of the group cuts Darla off before she can explain any more of their theories. Before they leave, they want to see if anyone makes a reaction when they ask them about Murmur, but nobody does. Before they fully leave, Darla makes a note that they talk about clues not to play the game, but to make sure that the game isn't following them. Kay plays the level. Oh, well, then they leave. Yeah. They go home or Kay goes home. Kay plays the level to find the secret wall after Kay drops her off. Kay wakes up and is completely. Oh. (laughs) What? (laughs) Kay wakes up and it is completely black. (laughs) I almost said Kay wakes up and is completely black. (laughs) Damn, that was just a real different dimension. (laughs) What are the rules? So, damn, maybe she is black and we just are assuming that she's white. Maybe she is. I don't fucking know. I didn't even know she was a woman. (laughs) Anyway, Kay says she recognizes her room, but it doesn't feel like she's in it. She reaches for her phone, but it isn't there. So she can't make out what time it was. But if she had to guess, it was 444. Probably. She says that the feeling is scary, but also exhilarating. And she doesn't want to lose it. Kay says that when she was a kid, she was obsessed with all things supernatural, as well as mythology, astrology, etc. Although she was obsessed, she could never find anything. So she's like, I wanted to believe in ghosts, but like, I bought a Ouija board. I would, (laughs) nothing ever came to me. So I didn't believe it after a certain point. Yeah. Connections must be her way of validating the need for the feeling, is what I put. That's true. That makes sense. Before Kay knew it, she was walking up to the roof that she says she's only been to a few times. She started looking at the stars and put together the symbols of Zombopocalypso um, that they look like constellations. When Kay puts all of them together, she makes notice that something is missing. She remembers... Oh, God. And Haley and I were just talking about... Have, have you heard that before I, we go into this, that people think that there's a 13th sign of the Zodiac? Oh, yeah. And that all the months are wrong or whatever. And yeah, your Zodiac that what you wrong. are isn't true. Yeah. But then some people are like, no, there's not. Yeah. It's like a common debate. Well, yeah. I don't know enough about the Zodiac to know, like, what it was created by, like, what it's based on. Mm-hmm. Because my understanding was that the Zodiac was created for like like as a calendar right situation and there's not 13 months in the calendar bam bitch (laughs) 
and there's not 13 characters in Fruits Basket, which is based on the Oh Zodiac, my god. So. <laughs> it's so good. The just only watch thing it I know already. about astrology <laughs> is Fruits Baskets. Just watch it. It's so good. It's on my list. Make it at the top of your All list. Right now I'm finishing um Bunny Senpai. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, she remembers Officious. I hope I'm saying that right. Doesn't matter because it's not real. Oh, <laughs> Um, which is the 13th Zodiac. My 13th reason. Allegedly. <laughs> and when she makes the constellation for it in the game, it creates the shape of a triangle and exclamation point, as well as a long string of alphanumeric characters that when she typed into a URL, nothing appeared. But when she typed it into a Tor browser, a video started playing and it was actually a satellite application that was of the earth, but zoomed into a back alley that was in downtown Seattle. And that is the end of chapter 30. Oh, fucking... <laughs> I, as soon as I saw that, I, that got a little exciting yeah. for me. I thought it was gonna be some bullshit fucking deep fig Jeff Goldblum shit. <laughs> I'm like, bro, again, we gotta deal with this. They're like, no, go look, go, go here. I'm showing you exactly where to go. Mm-hmm. Go here. <laughs> that was fucking cool. Okay. So chapter 31. Kay goes to the alley, of course. And um, by her fucking self, first of all. <laughs> well, she calls Chloe on the way, but she doesn't answer because it's yeah. like the middle of the night or middle like the morning. Yeah. Um, she decides to still check it out by herself and moved one dumpster in the alley only to find a family of rats. <laughs> and she was like, Well, this can't be for nothing. Yeah. So she looks and notices another dumpster. And when she moves it, finds the triangle symbol spray painted on the wall. Is does it have like an arrow or something next to it? Or what was what was I don't know. What was next the exclamation to it? point? But like what was the reason? Like why you just put that symbol there? Was was there nothing next to it that had any information? Mm, no. That's yeah, so, you know what? I didn't think about that. Yeah, like why like great. The no fuck way. am I supposed to do? Yeah, what do I do with this information? I guess maybe it's like the gate to the game again. Like maybe that's how you know you've like re-entered the game. Like a checkpoint. Oh, I have fucking no idea. Maybe you're supposed to like kill the rat and eat its guts and oh, then like yuck. spray the wall on the marking and it'll like the great <laughs> god will appear. Sacrifice that poor <laughs> family of rats. Girl, fucking Aztec warrior on it. <laughs> And they're like, no, oh my God. <laughs> you Kill fucking the mom psycho. Of the fucking babies. Just wear their heads on your fingertips. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and then like <laughs> make a keyboard on the wall and then it like fucking Harry Potter opens. Big yuck. I hate that. That's what this book is doing to my brain. <laughs> um Okay. So she finds a triangle symbol. All of a sudden she hears someone asks her. What do you think? And when she turns around, she looks and it's Easton. And she tells her that she had Darla put a tracking device in her shoe because she knew she would find the next clue. Easton says that the symbol is called the Moonrise in the game and that it has been in all of the other iterations. So I guess it is like a some sort of symbolic, yeah. like, you know, you're in the game if you find the Moonrise. Easton asks Kay to to go to coffee to go to coffee to get coffee <laughs> and they go to a coffee shop nearby while there easton asks Kay about alan scarpio 
Before Kay answers, she asks if she was Murmur, and Easton nods. Kay wants to know how long Easton has been playing the game, and she says a very long time. She tells Kay to be careful because she knows people are disappearing and dying. Kay says she's not angry at Easton for using her to get the next clue. And that she was honored that Murmur wanted her help to get that. <laughs> Even though she probably could have killed her. Yeah. <laughs> if the rumors are true. Yeah. Well, doesn't she address that or no? No. Oh. Kay confirms info about Alan and Easton and says that the game. Oh, wait, no, sorry. Kay confirms info about Alan and Easton says that the game is fucked up and it's not fun. It's not a fun dangerous anymore. It's yeah. like dangerous, dangerous. Kay asks her why she's still playing then, and Easton says she saw someone win and they get their heart's desire. So, my new theory now is Crow wants to eliminate all of the other competitors. Oh, so, so he when can he win. wins, he can ask for his daughter back. That would make sense. I didn't even think about that. So, Easton won't say who won and says to never contact her again. But how do you win? I don't know. And nobody knows. They they talk about how you don't know when you win, but like, what the fuck? Yeah. Ugh. She leaves, and by the time Kay gets out of the shop, Easton is gone. And that's the end of chapter 31. Ugh. Chapter 32 is really quick. Um, I have no notes for 32. <laughs> yeah, I have like a paragraph. Chloe is at Kay's apartment waiting for her, and she's jealous that she got to have coffee with Murmur. She tells her about the moonrise symbol on the wall and says that the magician would, would know what it meant, but that he's still MIA and they decide to go back to talk to Fat Man. And that's the end of chapter 32. Chapter 33, when Chloe and Gay get to Fat Man Neil's porn shop, they notice that the gate is all fucked up and the door is ajar. They freak out and walk into the shop still thinking... That Neil is going to shoot them with the crossbow. <laughs> they hear banging and shuffling. And they freak out when they see that his whole office has been ransacked. And mother is completely gone. They find Neil in the bathroom full of blood. And he had been stabbed numerous times. Chloe is calling 911. But Neil starts writing something with his blood since he's unable to speak because he also got stabbed in the throat. He writes... Valandrada, which Kay knows is the lost city. Yeah, she fucking she was lucky. She he knew she knew what he was talking about because <laughs> it's just like some fucking lost city in this. It's like a in a story, like a collection yeah. of stories in a book. And like I'd be like, what kind of obscure ass fucking? Can you give me a better like the author's last name? <laughs> like you fucking tell me something other than that to know. I mean, the poor man is writing in blood. Bro. I know, but <laughs> like, he's not gonna like write a whole fucking thing. But like, how? What? Like, I mean, it would have been a Google search. The book would have popped up. <sighs> That's just fucking. So Neil dies. Chloe. They. I mean, she starts trying to perform CPR, and then yeah, you're right. Valandrada is based off a book by Italio. Calvino and Kay goes to pick the book off the floor in Fat Man's office and is looking for clues in the book in the text but then finds an actual key. She picks it up just before the paramedics come in. So she didn't even need to know the fucking lost city's name. It was just well, in the it's book. The book. Yeah. But he could have just put the author's last name. But what if the author has like 10,000 books? How are you going to you're going to go through all of the books to try to find something? 
He it was a book he had in his office though. Yeah, okay. What if he has multiple books? Then go through multiple books. <laughs> but she found it with the one clue. I know, but what if she didn't know that? <laughs> but what she did. She, but what if she didn't? But she did. But what if? But she did. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Finally, we get to chapter 34. <laughs> Chloe and Kay go downtown to be questioned by the police because obviously they're in a room with a murdered man mm-hmm. filled with blood. They, they tell him that, I don't know, they tell them that they knew Fat Man and that he was helping them with a game called Starfire Enterprises <laughs> that's connected to the movie franchise. They dismiss them, and when they get back to Chloe's car, they look at the key. When Chloe holds it up to the light, they can see that it's stamped the American 29. This meaning the American Hotel Locker 29. They go and the woman, the receptionist woman, takes them to the old facility lockers that they no longer used. But only after they like guilt tripped her. Do you think that in real life somebody would believe that fucking story she told them? Like, oh, my my brother died and he always wore this around his neck and that's why we had to... I'd be like, I don't care. I don't know you. Like, like yeah, you can't come see yeah. our private lockers. Not to be like an asshole, but yeah, like I don't want to get in trouble for jobs are hard to come by. Listen, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not getting fired over your ass. No shit. I would have been like, I can go look for you. Yeah. But I'm not going to let you back there. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Um. Oh, something else we didn't mention was that like, while they were looking for the key or while they were looking in that book or whatever, mm-hmm. they heard that person that was potentially like that possibly murdered him. Yeah, you're right. Like running away or whatever. So they were like, they were still in there. They're like, oh, fuck, we're going <laughs> to we, die. Yeah, we could have been fucking murdered while yeah. we were just waltzing around. Um, So the woman takes them to the old facility lockers that they no longer used. And said that as long as she's worked there, they never had a key and never called a locksmith because they never needed the extra space. Chloe lies about why she has the key. And when they open the locker, it's an old film canister. And Chloe lies saying it's a family film and it's going to mean so much to her family. So why would he keep it there? I don't know. They give the key back and Chloe drops Kay off at home. And that is the end of chapter 34. Do you think Chloe's going to die? I still want to say Chloe has like some ill intentions. What's yeah? Because what's weird is that she takes the film home with her, right? Uh, Chloe does. Yeah. So like, why wouldn't you immediately want to look at that and see what's what's on it? Because you immediately want to look at every other thing. Yeah. So why wouldn't you immediately want to look at that? Right. Like, wouldn't you? Yeah. No, you're right. I, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. It's it's weird sometimes because sometimes she's like, oh, we need to look at it right now. Yeah. And then the other time she's like, oh, well, I have to go do this. And I have oh, to go do that. You know what I just thought? What? What if she's Crow's daughter, but Crow doesn't know? Like. <gasps> maybe. And she doesn't want to be found by him. But I think he would know because he mentions her. But yeah, I know he's met Chloe and everything. But that's what I'm saying. It's like, what if something happened to where. She's like, because she became this famous pop star or whatever, not a pop star, but yeah, whatever they did for her to have like some sort of fame in Mm -hmm. Seattle, like maybe she disappeared into this other dimension, became somehow a different person and then like doesn't want him to, because she doesn't want him to find her. 
Mm. And that's why she's all like, we have to figure all this out to make sure. I don't know. I don't know. But I don't know. That's kind of flimsy because then she wouldn't she know about like all the crow stuff and mm-hmm. I don't know. Unless she doesn't know that he's called Crow. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I don't fucking know what's going on. So and we're in the last <laughs> part of the book, so I guess we'll figure it out. <laughs> yes. So next week <clears throat> we will be finishing the last chapter. Yes. What is it? Thirty five to whatever something to the end to the end of the book (laughs) and hopefully we'll have some fucking answers and i hope my mind's about to be blown yeah me too this better not be a fucking such a quiet place (laughs) or some fucking ender's game i swear fucking god i don't think it's i think because you find out ender's game like way earlier than you would have in this it's gonna be like Kay was on the boat with her parents when it seized and she's been in a coma for fucking 20 years. Oh my god. What a fucking... Oh. <laughs> this is gonna be like the end of Jujutsu Kaisen oh my god. movie where they give you 15 seconds and you're just pissed. Not even that. Like, I wasn't pissed. I was like excited for the new season. Mm-hmm. This is the end. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna be so fucking pissed well, there's a po- There's a pot. Maybe you get some no. sort of information from the podcast. If I had to read all of this shit, I want the information <laughs> from this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so next week we'll be finishing the book and then we'll be announcing our April book. Ooh. We're going to be doing something different. Yes. So we're so. not doing mystery. We're not doing sci-fi. We're not doing romance. We're not doing historical fiction. Although I do have a book that I want to do after this. <laughs> May. So we have some ideas and it's it's going to be fun. It's going to be way different than what we've been doing, but it'll be fun. Yeah. So we're going to freshen things up for you. Yeah. So stay tuned. And until then, we'll see you next time. Make sure you follow us on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook at book friends pod we have our website bookfriendspod.com which has our forum which john's gonna post that goddamn manifesto on there <laughs> so if you want to read that and have a discussion go to the website um join us make sure you follow those pages because like i said we did a giveaway last week mm-hmm. and we're sending that off to australia uh Coralie is in australia <laughs> So we're sending her some some fun stuff. So I told Ashley too, like how convenient that Australia just opened their right. like international <laughs> mail, and then she we picked her as the yeah. winner. So we're very excited for her. We're very excited for this. So join us on there because there's lots of fun stuff coming up. Um, so yeah, and until next week, uh, thanks guys. See you, See you then in, down the rabbit hole. <laughs> Bye. 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 <laughs>